0: Welcome to the Parent Life Podcast. My name is Jason Stanley and I'm the middle school pastor here at Fruit Cove Baptist Church. This is a ministry of Fruit Cove Baptist Church addressing critical topics for parents trying to raise Christian kids. May is Mental Health Awareness Month and as part of that we're kind of doing a quick short series talking about different topics that affect uh, those in our community and in our country about mental health uh, and mental health awareness. Today we are joined by Doug Koweski again. Doug is again the director of the Cove Family Counseling Center here at Fruit Cove and so let's just kind of go ahead and set it up this way. In the last year we have seen a major increase in mental health issues uh, to the extent that a recent poll that was done in January 2021 says 41 percent of adults in America have reported symptoms of anxiety and depressive disorders partly due to the pandemic. This is an increase from only 10 percent from January of 2019. So in two short years we've seen these numbers quadruple in our country. So Doug, what do you think are some of the major contributing factors, obviously the pandemic, but specifically how has that affected uh, families and people in our country and even our community?
1: Uh, I think a lot of the contributing factors, we talk about the negative ones that um, really relate to that is just how dynamically the family is affected um, in the sense if in an environment where there's not, um, let me say, positive words being spoken to the children and even adults if it's just an unhealthy environment then it's going to lead to um, more mental illness it's just it's just really going to compound it Um, Mm -hmm. so this over the past especially the year um, when all you see is just bad news on the tv and fear mongering and just dark stuff i mean that's you're going to get the eeyore mentality it's like why bother Um, and so that leads to that just more anxiety. People are really worried about more, uh, especially, you know, when You look at the pandemic. It's not just about whether you get COVID or not, but what were the other social and economic effects of it? You know, people couldn't go to work anymore. Mm-hmm. And so it created like, how am I going to provide for my family? And ideally, as parents, you want to try and maintain a level of normalcy but you know when parents are stressed or in crisis because mm-hmm. of losing their job, they're gonna lose their house, their car, whatever.
0: Or in uh, quarantine. Or they're in
1: quarantine. <laughs> yeah. You know the kids are sponges and they see all that. So with parents and in a family unit it's trying to come together and really build resiliency out of that mm-hmm. and how to really respond to it I don't know, say effectively and appropriately.
0: Yeah but, but instead like what you say is if the parents are feeling that stress then that of course transcribes to the children who then they begin to act out and and respond to that stress. The parent then escalates off of that stress and of course from there we start having some of these mental uh, wellness issues. Um, Something else from that study that I thought was really interesting and I'd like for you to comment to, um, proportionate with the increase in the mental health problems has also been a substance abuse issues.
1: And I'm not surprised by that because as you see more and more anxiety, depression, or mental health issues, then what you're going to see out of that are people looking for coping mechanisms. Mm -hmm. And so substance abuse is the number one. Um, You know, with anxiety and depression in cases where you, you go to your primary care physician, parents for their children themselves, Um, If they're not already on it, they can go and get any type of anti-anxiety, anti-depression medicine. The idea is is that's under a doctor's care and stuff, and sometimes it takes a while to really go through what medicine works best, especially for kids if they're in their teen years, you're looking at hormonal imbalances, and that will kind of sometimes make it hard to find out what dosage and what um, type of medication works best. But on the other side of that, you know, the most readily available is you can go use Um, different substance like illegal narcotics or alcohol to try to use as a coping mechanism Mm -hmm. um, to deal with that anxiety or depression and I had I can't remember if I mentioned it the last time, one of the most shocking things I ever heard is a high school student um, in our area she got caught with marijuana on her um, but talking to her is like why she's like why I'd rather be um, under the influence than sober like she did not want to deal with Mm -hmm. life At all Mm. and so that was very disturbing but that is the go-to I can smoke marijuana and I can feel good and and I've just interactions I've had over the last couple months talking to to some teens is like why help me understand why and they're like because it just relaxes me so there's a sense like I can go use this stuff well at least substance abuse and they just become dependent on
0: it right And, and it's a coping mechanism because of the stressors because of the anxieties in their life and so essentially they're just self-medicating yes. to, to not have to deal with those. So, so if that's the negative, and it seems like we're definitely trending in that direction towards the negative as a culture, what are some of the positive co- contributing factors um, to mental wellness, mental health, um, so that you don't have to cope in unhealthy methods if that makes sense
1: you know there are really a lot of different factors but one of the some of the primary ones is looking at um, you know eating well uh, I and mean, they've said that for years where there's a direct correlation with not only your physical health but mental health that you know garbage in is garbage out mm. um, and I'm going to say like listen I love drinking a coca-cola and having like a hamburger myself but I think really balancing out is making sure you you're getting vitamins you're getting all the n- necessary nutrients and stuff and not just like eating potato chips and coke and you know fries, fries and junk food all the time cuz that does have effect especially on younger kids and their bodies their s- brains are still developing so there's an essence of making sure they're eating well rest you know the other thing is is that it tends to Kids want to stay up late until the night, mm-hmm. and you know their sleep cycle is off. And so, sleep is has a lot of correlation to physical health, mental health, and stuff too. I mean, so those are some of the core components. Um, having a good relationship with your kids and being able to talk to them and not minimize what they tell you, because they may come in and says, "I had a really tough day at school." Well, it really shuts them down when you say, "Well, you don't know what school is like." You know, when I went to school, well, I had to do this, this, and this. Yeah. It just really dismissed anything that they were trying to tell you so that mm-hmm. open communication and really listening to what they're telling you helps them build a better um, connection with parents by just simply listening sometimes yeah
0: and, and, and I mean just on that one real quick like I, I run into parents all the time you know where it's like okay they're dealing with some adversity because of a grade or something like that and for uh, an adult's perspective, of course, we're like, "Well, that's not even that hard at all." <laughs> like, you just wait until you get a job. Right. Uh, um,
1: that becomes our default response, right?
0: But that's not that's not necessarily healthy for that child because to that child, that that was a very difficult challenge, and so meeting them where they're at and just listening, um, like you said, that's that's a big deal.
1: And I think going with th- there's different parenting styles out there, and you know, we talked about last time the helicopter and the lawnmower parents, mm-hmm. and we do our children a disservice if we're really in that parenting type, those either one of those parenting styles, because we're not teaching the kids to learn how to deal with struggle or, or, struggle or failure mm-hmm. or anything like that, so they can't build resiliency. So when it comes time to the stress, they don't have the proper coping mechanisms because they've never had to learn what it's like to overcome a struggle or anything like that. Um, even some of the influences, the external influences, you know, you can't watch TV nowadays or listen to music if there's no cussing, sex, or violence in it. Yeah. And all those things, especially on younger children, are tremendously impactful on their development to the point where they become sensitized to violence. Um, and we look at, you know, just in our current society with the sexual um, stuff going on with yeah. rape, abuse, women yeah. being mistreated, Yeah, you know, well, we're also condoning what, the media is putting out and not taking right. a stand against it. And so those things is we're not really aligning our our morals um, as a society with our Christian morals. I mean, yeah. it's like whatever you think is fine is what goes. But as Christian parents, um, you have to take a stand and say, okay, you can't watch that. You can't listen to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it,
0: it does affect their, their mental wellness and just even how they perceive reality. Like, um, you know, just what they're, what we're condoning for what they see and what they can view on all these different streaming services, they're not fully grasping that in all those situations, it's not really reality. Correct. Yeah. And so they come into uh, different relationships, either with their peers or a potential dating relationship. And they think this is what's expected because this is what I saw on screen. And that's not even healthy either.
1: And ultimately, I also having them involved in the church is um, helped Grounding them spiritually and mature spiritually because, in essence, when they're away from the home and they're not in the presence of the parent, which during the school year, they're spending seven and a half to eight hours mm-hmm. a day with their peers where they go home and when they're really interacting with their parents, it may be one to two hours yeah. of just intense interacting with them, yeah. not talking about dinner or stuff. You know, I hear from parents, like, my kid goes in the room and shuts the door. That seems to be a common thing nowadays. Yeah but not allowing that the peers in society outside the family unit is what's ending up raising the kids instead of the parents. Mm -hmm.
0: So having real intentional time at home around the dinner table or whatever that looks like for each family to continue to build those relationships puts you in a position where then you can teach these healthy coping uh, mechanisms to students or to kids so that they can handle the stress and anxiety correctly
1: and I know the the last thing that they really in this generation is dealing with is and I kids are going to be independent self-centered in essence but the lack of gratitude is leading to them like more of an entitled feeling or being Mm. enabled and I see you know again going back to the parenting style as a lawnmower parent or helicopter parent um, or just kind of like permissive parent allowing your kids to do things just so that you can avoid conflict and not setting boundaries is more detrimental. So mm-hmm. it's gonna be harder to correct that later on if parents aren't doing it early. You know, if you let the kids, your child do whatever they want up until the point of being 15 or 16, it's not gonna be easy to fix.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I and I see that um, on, on both sides where you've got the parent who, you know, let the lawnmower, the helicopter, they've put every system, they've put all the guardrails up so the child only gets to do one thing, but then they're never teaching their child how to make decisions for themselves meanwhile on the other side the other end of the spectrum is the parent um, is kinda negligent in the area and just kinda lets the child run free yeah. And again not teaching that child how to make wise decision for themselves and so somewhere in the middle having that healthy relationship uh, a- as a family and spending time together like you said you know I- intentional moments so um, if you or a family that you know or friend or anybody that is struggling right now um, i mean according to the statistic four out of ten of us are dealing with something and so we need to get kind of on the same page that we don't need to just hide this we don't need to live in isolation about this and we need uh, others in community to help us please reach out don't let them go through this alone don't you go through this alone Please reach out to the Cove Family That's Ministries. Um, we, we would love to be here. If you have more, uh, in, if you would like more information about the Cove or Fruit Cove Ministries, uh, you can go to fruitcove.com. If you'd like to interact with us about this topic or one of our other topics, you can email us at parentlifefruitcove.com. Um, again, thank you so much for tuning in, and we hope to see you next week.